Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Unleashed with Eva. I'm so grateful to see you guys again. Well, today, my guest, if I had three words to describe her, I would say powerful, beautiful, confident woman of God with a sense of humor. So that was more than three. So that's four. But it's Jasmine R. Ivy. She hasn't told me what the R is for yet, so maybe she'll tell us tonight. Jasmine, how are you tonight? Hi, I am doing well. How are you? Doing good. Do you care to tell us what this R stands for? It's for my middle name, Rochelle. Oh, Rochelle. Okay, you have told me. I was like, she put out her middle name, Renee, because I was like, she may keep a secret. <laughs> but Jasmine is my sister on multiple levels, and I had the pleasure of serving with her, having fun with her literally every Sunday. Um, when you do church with people like Jasmine, it's definitely fun. Um, we find ways to me, church has been funny since I was a kid. So we find ways to have fun and still worship. And so, um, Jasmine, I want you to just take a moment to tell my listeners who you are in your own words. All right. Well, hello, listeners. <laughs> um, as Pastor Eva said, I am Jasmine R. Ivy, Jasmine Rochelle Ivy at that. Um, but just a little bit about me. Um, I am an educator. I am an aunt, I am a sister, a daughter, a niece, cousin, everything, you name it. Um, yeah, well, I also attend the Fern Foundation Church in Avondale, Alabama, where I serve on the worship ministry. Um, and aside from that, I teach because that's my passion. <laughs> <laughs> And so Jasmine didn't tell you guys, but she actually leads our worship ministry. So she serves as a worship leader, um, but she is the servant leader assigned to that ministry. And it is phenomenal. It's always, I'm always talking to somebody and they mentioned, uh, talking to some, somebody actually in Montana last week who mentioned our worship leader and didn't know her by name, but knew that Jasmine was worshiping God uh, from the depths of her heart and it for them, even on a screen, they knew that Jasmine was um, really meant the words that she was singing. So yeah, so everybody's a Jasmine fan. I'm a Jasmine fan. And so I want to talk tonight about purpose. And so I'm going to toss this out there and just want to get your response from it. So when you hear the statement, you were created with purpose in mind. What comes to you? That I have a task on this earth. Um, I have a job that I have to get done before my time on this earth ends, um, whatever that may look like, whether it's serving people, um, serving in the community, whatever it is that makes me think that I have a task or a job to complete and accomplish before my time on this earth ends. Okay, love it, love it. And so when you say purpose, when we say purpose for Jasmine, what does that look like? Well, um, a few things actually. Um, me being in the career that I'm in as an as a special educator, um, I feel like one of my purposes on this earth is to be a voice for those who may not have one. Um, especially considering a lot of my students are nonverbal, um, or some are verbal, but they don't have the proper verbal skills to express themselves or get what they may need. So I feel like my purpose and my job is to make sure that I am their voice and making sure that they get what they need and that they're succeeding in every way that they can with me. Um, I also believe that my purpose is in a way as a, as a worship leader, 
um, almost like interceding for others, standing in the gap for them to help them get to where they need to be or get what they need um, as being a, a voice for them when it comes to talking with God. Okay. Okay. I love that. And I've met your parents and I'm always telling your mom and dad that they did a phenomenal job with you and Alex. And, but what I want to think about is this young little girl, Jasmine, um, who was at a point that probably totally depended on her parents, elementary school. How did you get from that point to where Jasmine is now? And what, what do you feel like were the breadcrumbs along the way for you? Well, According to my mom, I've always just been like a bit of a nurturer. Um, before my grandma went to glory, she, um, my mom said I would go in there with her a lot and just like sit in the bed, talk with her, act like I was teaching her, play in her hair. Um, and then my aunt is also a school teacher. So she's been it almost 30 plus years. Um, so along the way, as I was a little girl, she would see, you know, things that I would do or say, or how I would kind of line my little dolls up. I think, I feel like every young woman that's an educator probably did that at some point in their childhood. <laughs> but she said, I would line up my dolls and teddy bears. And I had like a small easel and I, I remember that easel, but I had a small easel that um, was made of chalkboard and I would write on it. And I would just remember standing in the in the dining room saying, all right, class, we're going to do this today. Now you have to learn your alphabet. So make sure you're paying attention because I'm writing them on this board. Um, and so the more I got into it, um, the more my aunt would kind of take me under her wing to kind of, you know, show me the skills that I would need and show me what the reality of being an educator would look like. Um, because oftentimes, sometimes what they teach us is not the reality of what we're going to get or have to handle when we get in the real world as, a, as an educator. Um, and so that, that really helped me a lot. Um, but quite, to be honest, quite frankly, I had no idea that I was going to be a special education teacher. I wanted to teach kindergarten. Um, it wasn't until my junior year in college that I decided, well, sophomore year in college that I decided to add special education to my major. And I'm glad that I did because I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. That's awesome. 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 And then you went on to get, I know you have your bachelor's, but talk a little bit about the degrees that you went on to get after um, your bachelor's at Montevallo. So I do have my bachelor's of science from the University of Montevallo in um, collaborative K-6 education, which certifies me for general education and special education. Um, but my heart just skips a beat every time I think about special education and working with my babies and being of service to them. Um, that I couldn't imagine myself going back into the general education setting. So I wanted to further my education in it. And I got my master's um, from the University of West Alabama in special education. Um, but then I felt like that wasn't enough. So I went back again <laughs> and received my educational specialist degree from the University of West Alabama. Um, and I'm currently continuing my education. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. So I want to talk about this with you. You know, I always say it's one thing for a person to know their purpose, you know, to have come because that's a big step coming into awareness that this is my purpose. These are the things that I'm passionate about. But then it's another step for them to actually operate, to actually manifest in their purpose, to actually, I would say, amplify their purpose, right? We could all say, hey, I got this. I'm just going to work this. But I have noticed over the last couple of years, you've really focused like in the area of your purpose. And I just want you to talk about that a little bit 
and how some things have began to manifest in your life in whatever way that you see in, in a positive man manner around your purpose. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, you're right, because initially um, I started out as a collaborative special education teacher where I was still working with children who received special education services, um, but I wasn't as hands-on and I felt like that wasn't good enough. I felt like I was still missing something. Um, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed working with re the resource room children, which is what we call them. Um, but again, I just felt like something was, the, there was just a missing puzzle piece. Um, and so when the position came open at my school for me to transfer to the um, self-contained unit, um, but I like to call it the exceptional unit, um, I, I definitely applied for it and I was like, I, I have to get in there, I have to do it. Um, and I did and my heart has just been so happy. Um, I enjoy, I really, really enjoy being able to see the progress, um, being able to see the uniqueness of each of my students. Um, they never cease to amaze me and there's always something new that I find out about them each and every day. Um, and so for me, you know, one of the things that I always pray about is that God will equip me with the tools that I need to just give my all to them um, in whatever way, shape, form, or fashion that may be. Um, because I'm a firm believer that you can never learn too much. Um, I believe that as an imperfect person, we all make mistakes or there's always room for growth and improvement. So for me, I always pray and ask God to equip me with what I need or to line things up for me so that I can be a better person for them. Um, not only academically, but just in their life skills as a whole. Um, and even with my parents, because most of my students are with me for three years. Um, and so for me, in praying, God has definitely revealed some things to me that I'm I'm working on. I'm not going to say just yet because I want it to be a surprise, but um, I'm, I'm working on some things um, that I feel will be very beneficial to my parents um, and just parents within the world in general. Um, I finally took a leap of faith during the pandemic when schools first shut down and I started teaching on um, what was supposed to be a class pace for just my students. Um, but then I was like, no, I should probably just open it up to everyone else because you never know what parents may need extra support outside of the classroom and you never know how children will respond to what you teach. Um, and so I opened it up and I've had a lot of support. Um, it's a Facebook page called Exceptional Ivy League Learners. Um, with Ivy being my last name, I just feel like I have little scholars know Ivy League scholars so I did the Facebook page um and I started posting videos um throughout the week a reading video a math video um and then just um videos where you know I just kind of give parents tips and ideas on things that they could do at home to accommodate their children um and although I am a special education teacher I feel like those tools are not only for children who receive special education services, because you do have students that are in a general education setting who are academically low and may need the additional support, um, but for some reason or another, they're not receiving it. Um, so I did that. Um, and then I most recently created a YouTube channel, which is also exceptional Ivy League learners. So it's really just me transferring the videos to YouTube so that, um, parents can always go back and, and watch the videos at their convenience. Um, and I have a class Instagram page called Exceptional Ivy League Learners. Awesome. So. <laughs> and so, so with that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So with the Instagram page, I actually kind of post pictures of 
activities that we do in the classroom um, and also tips that um, will be beneficial for working at home as well. That's awesome. But you also um, this year have started, which I think is phenomenal. I don't have children, but I can just still remember my early years, how I learned um, mm -hmm. with certain type of flashcards or whatever that my sister would make for us. That's, I really remember that's how I learned how to read. Right. Um, but I know you have something that's much more in depth and geared towards the audience, your, your students, uh, exceptional learners. But I want you to talk a little bit about these task box boxes and how they are beneficial and how they come in handy. Because I know that it's, you, you tailor the task box, boxes to what an individual child needs based on what their parents are telling you. So I want you to just kind of share a little bit about the task boxes, boxes and if you have one, just hold one up so we can see what it is. But I want you to talk a little bit about that because I think it's phenomenal. Okay, well, yes, I that was a step of faith also, um, doing the task boxes because of course, I use them in my classroom. I am not a pencil and paper kind of girl when it comes to learning. Um, I feel like we need to meet the children where they are and accommodate them, whether it be us spelling sight words or writing numbers in shaving cream or using marshmallows and cotton balls to build a number, something. Um, I just feel like sometimes paper and pencil is, is boring, um, for lack of better terms. It's boring and every child is not going to succeed in learning with pencil and paper. Um, so I do have a task box on hand. Um, it's actually my cousin's, but I know his mom doesn't mind if I use it. Um, and so with the task boxes, um, hold it up a little bit higher for us. Here's the task box. Um, it comes in like a photo storage box and it has 16 individual boxes in it. Um, and what I like to do is put the child's name on the front of the box. Reason being is because um, I made one for my nephew at home and I noticed with him being a three-year-old, he wants to play a lot. Um, however, when he saw his box and saw that his name was on the front, it changed from, oh, I think this is a toy to, oh, I can spell my name. Um, and so a lot of parents that I have who, who's ordered a text box, um, you know, I, I always encourage them and, and let them share with me stories about how before they open the box, they go over each letter with their child to help them spell their name. Um, so that's one way to look at it, um, working on identifying letters in your name and spelling it. Um, but as you mentioned, I do tailor the box to the child's age and their needs. Um, and so it comes with reading skills, math skills, and functional skills for those who need it. Um, all of the cards are laminated. Um, and for those that need to be Velcroed, they also have um, Velcro on it. So it's already Velcroed and all you have to do is stick the picture on there or the number if you're adding or subtracting. For those that are laminated and require a dry erase marker, I do place a dry erase marker in the box so that parents can have those on hand as well. Um, and this is actually a second grade box for my little cousin since he's in second grade, but this one is just working on simple fractions. Um, and again, hands-on learning to me is one of the best methods for learning. It helps with, um, you know, helping children remember, first of all, just retaining information. Um, and then depending on how you work with your child or as an educator, how you teach using task cards, um, it helps them with comprehension and it helps them remember strategies um, that they can use when they're working on certain problems or reading or building sight words. 
So, um, I mean, it's just a bunch of little different test cards that come in it. Um, for the younger children who might be three or four, um, or even a one-year-old, because I have made one for a one-year-old, it comes with more simple things like matching um, uppercase to lowercase letters, tracing numbers, matching numbers, learning how to spell number words, learning and identifying shapes, um, writing, learning how to write numbers. Um, for the one-year-old, I also did one where they practice tracing lines because transitioning into pre-K, that's something that most children start doing, practicing their writing skills. And oftentimes we find a lot of small children who have a really difficult time with their handwriting because it's not something that they're used to doing. Um, but as an educator and as a special educator, I've noticed that sometimes children pick up um, better writing skills when they write with a dry erase marker. Um, and so a lot of times in my classroom, I let my children write on the tables <laughs> um, or I laminate just a regular sheet of paper or put it in the sheet protector and let them write on it um, because it turns out better and the, the better that they get with it, then we slowly transition them into writing with a pencil. Um, and for the smaller children, we use a jumbo pencil and then we transition into a regular skinny pencil just to kind of help um, with the structure of how they form their letters and numbers. That's awesome. That's awesome. So people can find you on Facebook. They can email you. What's your email address? My email address is jasmineriv at gmail.com, but it's jasmine without an E. So J-A-S-M-I-N-R-I-V-Y at gmail.com. Um, or you can locate me on Facebook. Um, in my personal direct message, which my Facebook name is jasmineriv, or on the class page, which is Exceptional Ivy League Learners. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I like I said, I'm excited about the text box, boxes because I can still remember how I learned how to read and some of the hard words that I learned just through something physical and tangible to touch and that my sister had created when I was little. She doesn't even remember it now, but I remember that's how I really learned some of my hard words um, before I went to first grade. So right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I see the task box because people may be saying, well, why does our pastor care about task boxes? Well, <laughs> if you know Jasmine, I know Jasmine. I have known Jasmine for a while uh, in various capacities. And I know that this is in the area of her purpose. And this is just one other channel that she has created to unleash her purpose to the world, right? I feel like we live a better life when we really just focus on the things that we're passionate and purposeful about. And, you know, as much as we can carve out those things that may be on our plate that have nothing, you know, we have our responsibilities, don't get me wrong, but when we're spending our time, what we're laboring in, it needs to be something that lifts our energy up because I believe that's how we bless the world. That's another way form of blessing the world. So it makes me excited to see you with these because as you guys can see the passion her talking about, she started talking fast when she started talking about the task box. She was excited about it, but that's because that's what she's passionate about, what you're gifted in. And so I just say, hey, y'all reach out to her. If y'all got some kids, if you know a kid in your neighborhood who may not could afford a tax box, hey, we'll find a way to get a gift certificate and get it to them. But I think we really have to look at different ways of how to educate our children. And um, especially with these tax boxes being that you have a teacher that's listening to you to say what your child's uh, areas are that may need a little bit more assistance. And she's taking that information and she's making a kit basically for them to work with that is actually fun when you look at it. So that's how I feel about it. So 
Jasmine has the task boxes, reach out to Jasmine. So, but I, I highly encourage y'all to find somebody who needs one and, and get it to them if you don't have children. So Jasmine, as we get ready to wrap up, um, I know you, I could talk about you all day, but is there anything else about you that you want, you know, the general public, my listeners to know this video is going to be on YouTube, um, which I typically get a lot of views. It'll be on Facebook. So just tell everybody what you want them to know about you. What do I want you all to know about me? <laughs> I'm not sure besides, um, I mean, like, like you said, I love what I do. And anyone that knows me, if I'm not talking about family or ministry, then I'm talking about my students. <laughs> um, and they know that I will harass people in a good way when it comes to my children. Um, and, I, and I do call them my children because I feel like they're with me majority of the day. And so it's my job to make sure that I'm taking care of them while they're under my care. Um, but I would say, you know, find something that you love, do it, and don't be afraid to step out on faith. I know it's supposed to be about me, but I, I feel like I need to say that because I'm the type of person where I've had so many people, um, you know, in my corner saying, oh, you should do this. You're so wonderful at it, especially when it relates to teaching. Um, and I'm like, no, you know, I, I'm not really sure about that. You know, the Lord didn't tell me I needed to do all that. So I'm just going to stay in my little shell. Um, but then during the pandemic, um, which is something that, you know, any, none of us expected or even wanted to endure. Um, I felt like that was a time where God really just set us down and opened our eyes and showed us a lot of things. And it was up to us to respond to it and act accordingly. And so for me, you know, that was a time where he showed me like, you can't do this. Just step out on faith because your faith is a whole lot stronger than what you think it is. Um, but you know who I am and you know what I'm capable of doing. So if you trust me, just watch how far I take you and what I can do. And so I did it. And, you know, I always say, God, you never cease to amaze me. You don't surprise me once again. And so um, wherever you may be listening, whomever you may be, um, don't be afraid to step out on faith. Um, and even as a worship leader, you know, I am an imperfect person. Um, and oftentimes I kind of forget and lose my way, but God is going to always be God. He's the same God. Um, and so trust him, keep the faith, make sure that you have genuine supporters in your corner. Um, because it's one thing for people to say that they're in your corner just to pray on you, P-R-E-Y. Um, and to just kind of see what you're doing just so they can, you know, be negative. But then it's a different story when you have people who are in your corner genuinely praying for you, supporting for you, and even calling things out to you that they see in you for your good.